0: This is episode 138 with Remington Donovan.
1: This is The Elevator. Hop on in and ride into the ethers with Britt and Tara of Elevate the Globe.
2: If you are listening and if you're not aware that there is a war happening and a spiritual war and a war of consciousness happening, I would kindly suggest you become aware and wake up to that.
1: So before we get into this episode, we want to share with you a word from one of our sponsors, Organifi, and it is the pumpkin spice time of year. Again, I'm so excited and we are really loving the Organifi pumpkin spice gold because It is filled with medicinal mushrooms and herbs to help you sleep really well and just have overall health and wellness. So we've been using this Organifi Pumpkin Spice Gold as a creamy superfood tea at night and also in our baking. So I have made a pumpkin spice banana bread that's so easy and delicious. We posted it last year on Instagram and we'll be sharing it again this year, but you can bake with this. You can put it in your smoothies, amazing pumpkin spice, superfood smoothies, and in your teas. So this helps in so many ways and has so many amazing superfoods and will help you stay away from caffeine and really gives you so much energy to feel refreshed in the morning. So if you want to be more consistent with your ETG morning ritual and just feel better and be having all of these superfoods in your smoothies and teas and pumpkin spice banana bread, then we're so excited that they are offering all of our listeners 20% off with our discount code ETG. So you can head on over to com forward slash ETG to get yours now. Again, that's Organifi.com forward slash ETG. Use our discount code ETG for 20% off. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. We're so happy that you're here and thank you to all of you for listening. And if you have not already, follow us on Apple
0: Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review us. And if you send us a screenshot of your review to The Elevator at
1: ElevateTheGlobe.com, we will send you our magic morning checklist as a thank you and as you're listening screenshot your favorite part and post it on instagram and feel free to tag us at elevate the globe and at it's brit louise and at tara schulenberg and we will be reposting and we're excited to connect with you more on instagram and we will head right on into the show we hope you enjoy and we love you so much Welcome
0: back to The Elevator. We are your hosts, Tara Schulenberg and Britt DeAnda. And we are so excited to have Remington Donovan back on the podcast for yet again, another amazing episode. Welcome back.
2: Uh, yay. Uh, it is <laughs> awesome to be back. I know we were like catching up beforehand with so much stuff. So I feel like we literally could just do like a 24-7 us uh, talking uh, <laughs> episode.
0: Oh, we so, absolutely thank you, thank you could. Thank for having me. Yes, yeah, so Remington has a new book coming out, which we're going to talk a little bit about. But he is a numerologist, a Kabbalistic tarot reader, a seer, and a teacher of Kundalini yoga, living not even in Los Angeles anymore. By the time this comes out, he will be a resident of Vermont. So he's- Yes,
2: total opposite <laughs> side of the country. Yeah. Um, I'm trading... Uh, it, it'll be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to snow.
0: Yeah. Totally different life. He's gonna be living on a lake. He has a dishwasher now and and parking.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And I'm already in the algorithm. I'm like getting ads for like wood stoves and hiking boots. I was like, wow, the internet knows and figured it out.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes, we've been doing an annual episode with Remington about the numerology each year. So we did one for this year, the year before, and I think the year before that. Right? Did we do? Yeah, a, a
2: few years in a row yeah. now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'd if say you wanted- three years, at least three years. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna actually have another podcast episode <laughs> coming after this one towards the end of the year for 2022, and we might go into a little bit of that, but. You can check out the first podcast we had Remington on the show to get more of an overview 101 on numerology if you're brand new to it. But today we're excited to really see what comes through. But we wanted to talk to you about just the last year, really, and just a lot of the events that have gone on. And specifically, we were talking to you a lot about... Guru Jagat and her passing and um, your connection with that and just the energy and the numerology and everything going on right now.
2: Uh, yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot going on. And um, and then on top of all of this, Guru Jagat, I think, was beloved by so many of us and whether she was like a teacher or kind of a friend or just even knowing someone holding that space. And I you know i think for all of us even with all the Ramas and everything but like she held space for other teachers that are like have their their students so you know she really facilitated so much for us and it's been quite a the, the shock i think a lot of us are still sort of reeling from it and i probably every day at some point i'm like jesus i like she i can't believe she's gone yeah and i
3: think
0: it's like don't really expect her. I mean, i you don't expect anyone to pass away suddenly that's young. But, you know, I guess I just didn't quite see that coming at all.
2: No, nobody did. And like even, you know, within our community and extended community, you know, and the people that I often consider my teachers, like Tej and Hari even like there's a place in my head because of age and just... Natural sort of progression of of events, and at some point, I I did catalog a little section like, okay, at some point they're going to be a lot older, and so I was just already preparing. You know, those things you think about, like these people will pass, and I had no place in my mind for that to happen with Gru Juggett, and that certainly, and I don't think any, I don't think anybody did,
1: No. Yeah. So, how would you describe your relationship? Because you guys had a special relationship.
2: Well, yes. Uh, I'm first of all, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to have like developed a, a friendship with her over the years. And I mean, honestly, she's done so much for me. And and even when I first started coming around to Kundalini Yoga, which was before she opened Rama. And it was like right, like literally a few months later, Rama opened up and I was afraid because I was going, I had well, just to back up a little bit, long story short, i w- went through like serious suicidal depression. I lost everything and uh kind of had a, a moment and uh my life sort of shifted from that day and It was like a 100 days later, I discovered kundalini yoga. And I I grew up on an ashram. I grew up with Swami Satchananda. I grew up doing yoga and more sort of Hatha Center. But yoga isn't just about the poses. It's the whole of the lifestyle. So when people get so caught up, what kind of yoga do you do? I'm like, it's the whole of your life. Like, there's no, there's life yoga. But, you know, as far as some of the physical techniques, you know, I grew up with Hatha yoga, but I grew up like yoga is not about doing poses like so i just learned yoga and spirituality and then you know and then i got into all my hermetic magical stuff and found a teacher and so i pretty much rode off yoga because to me it got completely debased and i'm like oh it's girls in a gym mostly girls there's like three guys out there but uh now there's more in an la sure. but trust i've gone to i've taught sold out workshops in the yoga studios and I am the only guy there. So it's a lot of women in it. I'm not exaggerating, but I just dismissed it. Not like just because I'm like, oh, it's become like a workout thing and um just not interesting, not deep, not quote spiritual. Although now I'm like, you know, whatever. It's it's helping somebody, it's helping somebody. Who cares? Like they not everyone wants to go that deep. Like who cares? You know, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I it, this I discovered Kundalini in L.A. because I had a friend who was like, "Hey, do you want to just go to a yoga class?" and I, I just did it to be a supportive friend. And she was like, "What kind? Whatever kind of yoga?" and it just sort of came out of my mouth. I was like, "Kundalini yoga," and. Uh, she like I had no money. I was living on two. I was actually living on one hundred and ninety dollars a week unemployment in LA. So like I didn't have money for a yoga class at the time. I lost everything, and there was a donation place that Guru just taught at, which is a friend of ours, and she's the singer for White Sun, and, um, so, and just an amazing Kundalini teacher. I know you guys know her, but she had a donation class at seven in the morning. And I didn't even know because I knew about Yogi Bhajan my whole growing up. I've actually met him as a child. He came to our school and stuff, and they were friends. So I knew about like the Sikhs, you know, all over. And so, and then I saw that she was Sikh. And so I trusted. I was like, oh, I didn't realize the Kundalini Yoga as we know it in the United States was so much taught in that that legacy. Um, I just trusted. I was like, oh, cool. She's a Sikh. At least she's on her own spiritual path. So I opened up more to it. And then so Gurujas really brought me in and her that first class, trust me, this all ties into Gurjaga, but her first class, she just talked about how Kundalini Yoga was taught in secret up until very recently. And I'm coming from a secret tradition of all the hermetic magic stuff. And I was like, okay. She said the right thing. I was like, I think I'm in the right spot. And then I met her teacher that night, So there was like a workshop, she's like, come to it. And so I could leave like a dollar, if that, barely. And then all of a sudden, they invited me to this teacher's training, just, just like come and hang out. Don't even worry about the money. They just like, really, everyone took it. in, Guru Joss was amazing. And then Guru Juggin, that was the first time I met her, she made an announcement. I didn't know anything, who she was, she was just another person doing yoga that was part of the community, I guess. And she had this whole download to open and create Rama Institute. And it was going to go worldwide. And she said she got the vision of the space, even the parking, the size. And then they found that spot in Venice, which is where we all met. Mm-hmm. And and then a few months later, it opens up and Guru Jag, I mean, well, Guru Jagat was teaching there, but Guru and Hari who I knew the most. And I just was like, oh no, I can't go. When you're like, living on $190 a week in LA, you know, an $18 yoga class, you want to go three, five times, like, forget it. It's not a possibility. And I just emailed Gurdjieff and said, it's been really good. I just, I, I'm not able to do it now. And I'm still getting my life back on track. And she messaged me back and said, uh, I talked to everybody. You just can come as our guest, whatever you can afford. Just make, and, and you know, Kundalini Yoga. you have to make an exchange, whatever you can afford to pay. And, uh, and that was then I, I just felt super welcome. And so I was like, wow, okay, Guru Jagat, she opened up the space and she's letting her teacher and Guru Joss like, let me come. And I never went to a lot of her classes, but I went to one like when it first opened and it was Guru it was teaching. And we did a meditation where you see like a vision of your future. I know there's a lot of different ones, sort of all in that vein, which is also why I love Kundalini Yoga. And I everyone afterwards, they're talking about their visions. They're like, I'm gonna be a famous actor and a producer and I'm going to have like a place in Malibu, you know, LA shit. And yeah. um and then all the thing I saw in my vision was and I'm good at like visions, like that's kind of my work, but um all I saw was a fish, like a it was like a dead fish and it was like a fish eye. And I was like, okay, there's a lot of coded symbology in a fish and it represents the deep spirituality, that represents Christ consciousness. And I was like, oh man, everyone else is going to be like a famous producer or something. I'm just like, I got this dead fish eye. Like, <laughs> I don't even eat it. And then um, I was telling, and I had, this was really the first time I interacted with Juggett. And I was like, oh, she was like, oh, how is that? What did you see? And I said, oh, I saw a, a dead fish eye. And then she just like froze. She was like, oh my God. She was like, that's totally like your pineal gland opening up. She was like, you are so psychic. Like, she's like, please, like, I'm so grateful you're here. Cause I was like new to it all. And I was like, okay, like that certainly was helpful and encouraging. I just more thought the fish was kind of funny, but um, she was right. And that's really was the depth of the eye third eye and, Like, that's when my work slowly started to open up. And so I was always sort of friendly with her. And then many years ago, it's because of her, my career just exploded. And she had started her podcast, Reality Riffing, just... And I was always inspired. She just was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. How much does it cost? Screw it, I'm going to do it. And just, you know, so it's like you get better at just taking action at things that you're thinking mm-hmm. would totally block you from doing
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we were at a white tantric event and she, we she walked by me we just said hey and then she like turned around and said hey you want to be on this on reality riffing like it just like it's download came for her and my work was not as known then i was doing readings for like you know, a little donation, a little extra money. I just didn't think, oh, I could turn this into, like, my full-time career. Really, I didn't think that. And I was just starting to build it up. And then I did her podcast, and everything really changed from that. Because all of a sudden, I I got so many clients. And I got enough, though, because it's I do everything word of mouth. And people were so blown away. Either from listening to that episode, then booking, and then from there, they were telling all these other people. So it was really like this chain reaction. And and so, and Grujaget, and then like I did a reading. I've done numerous readings for her, but you know, she would like post, and this was years ago. And so, I really credit her. And I'm not the only one, but she really wanted to hold the space, and I know how sincerely she wanted everybody. That she believed in to do really well. And I think just her projection and her energy and being a part of a supportive community where we all want each other to succeed like crazy is amazing. But she had the like practical, like she had the platform. And from there, I've never not done this for a living and a reasonably successful living. And so, even just Kundalini, where I was going to kill myself and lost everything. And, you know, then I got clean, I found Kundalini. I really, I mean, all of that is a factor, but the like amount of miracle stories that I hear from like people trying to get a visa to their career all of a sudden taking off or to getting a huge part in a film from like mantras, meditation, and a community like working for each other. But Guru Jagat just she just took me in as like a colleague. And then she really provided the platform. And then we started teaching together. And it just really, she positions me and my authority in a way. And she believed, I mean, I know what I'm doing is very sincere and real. And I very much trust that even more now because we're always like insecure and what are we doing? Well not only, most people, but I was years mm-hmm. ago. It was like her belief in me as being like being successful at this. Just it, she gave me the platform. Like so I can honestly say she changed my life because I now really get to do exactly what I loved the most and turn it into like a creative career. And I always took her lead in how much she did, and I'm like, I'm a lazy fuck. And then people think I'm like doing all this stuff. They're like, Yeah, but you wrote a book. You have another. You're writing another book. You have like, you have a book coming out. Then you podcast. You're teaching online. You have Patreon. You have backlog of clients that I actually have to shut. I have to close it on my website because I get too many requests. Which I'm grateful for, but I feel like a lot of that on um, really was was her and but it's like so many people I know she created the platform and she vouched for somebody and believed in them, and you know it, it's because they were real and they were good, and she wanted i know personally how much success she wanted everybody to have like it's astounding, and she really pushed for it, and she fought for it and I'm. Sure, I'll let you guys speak, but that's sort of the simple. Like she, she kind of helped. Like where I'm at today, I owe so much to her. In 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 the career sense too, and it's also good to break the paradigm that spirituality equals like poverty. Mm-hmm. It's I have a I had a client that is like the super famous rock star, huge. I mean, obviously the guy's loaded. He was a cool guy. He's like, Oh, I want to set up an event. You should come to my house. He was like, but he's like, Well, can we figure out something where I could compensate you? Cause he was like, I know you're not supposed to take money for all the spiritual stuff. Like if I was doing readings, I was like, I'll take I'll the money. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, like, and that's what I love about Kundalini and even magic is like that. It's just money is a part of life. We're not, you know, we, none of us got into it for the money. This is also why I think we can do well. With it. So um, true. But I mean, I have a lot of other things I can share. I just don't know if you guys want time chime in.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it's funny because I feel like that's one of the things that she activated um, within me as well and has just been such a big inspiration for it because I feel like she's somebody who I always looked at as like, oh my God, this woman is so authentic and sharing so much of these like ancient true teachings in such a deep way. And she's created this beautiful empire and this way of reaching so many people. And I remember we interviewed her uh, for Yogi Times, kind of when we were first getting started, and we were asking her about her book. And she said that she wanted her book to be in Walmart and she wanted, you know, the most people as possible to read her book, people that never would have thought to do yoga. And I just remember that hitting me and understanding why and how to make a big impact. And I feel like she just that was her example in such a big way. And I think in a really unique way that you don't really see very often or have too many examples of.
2: Yeah, that's really a beautiful point too. And it's just like I, at the end of the day, like all of us and so many people that we know in our community, it's kind of it's just our role to get this out. And We all have our unique way to do it. And her ambition, which I feel like often got misunderstood or like, oh, it's like ego. Like you need a certain level of ambition and power and personality and ego qualities to want to advance this and say, I want to drop all of this and as much as I can to humanity. Mm -hmm. And she's a great example of Leaving a legacy. You know, in the magical tradition, which is really so much of my roots and my training, even though I grew up on that ashram of Sachi Nanda, and I did learn a lot. I absorb it when you're a child in it, it's a different thing, as opposed to me, like learning as an adult, you know, it sinks in in a different way. But one of the teachings is for any, a, a real teacher, they needs to leave a legacy. So you need to leave something. And like a book is a great example of leaving something behind that your teachings, which aren't any of our teachings, we just they come through us and we all have our personality and, and, and style with it. Um, and she inspired that, even though that's very much a magical teaching that teachers leave a legacy, like it's part of your incarnational purpose, if you're really mm-hmm. a teacher at a certain level. A lot of people leave weird legacies, but um, (laughs) I mean, just all over. But there's something in that incarnation. There's something in your art line. There's something in your aura to do it. And her ambition with that, and when you look at it now that she died and how much is... I've had personal conversations where she's like, I just... She's like, if I could live, literally, like if I could live to 100 and something, she's like, that's just so much more work that I can do. And so her sort of crazy workaholic was like, it always inspired me because then I would, in a fun way, compare myself and be like, oh my God, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> and um, I, uh, but I know I'm doing a lot, but that legacy is important. She really did it. And like what you said, like to have it all out, in like Walmart and stuff, like it's good to not just judge any of it. If you can at least hit, Even like sort of a mainstream where it it will activate something, somebody, they may not even be into kundalini yoga, but they may look at that. When you get that process starting for your soul, you're going to, the the universe is going to open it up. And the thing that you really should be doing for your spirituality is going to show up. And, you know, like when I first, I was like exploring like Wicca and witchcraft when I was a teenager and I had a million books and these. And then that led me into deeper teachings that were the deeper for me because it's what I was supposed to learn and experience and all the Kabbalah and Tarot and things like that. So I'm not into Wiccan witchcraft, but that led me. And so if that book is in Walmart and somebody that would have never been exposed, who knows, maybe they are like, I want to explore Buddhism or whatever they're thinking. Um but also Kundalini is great because it's like, you know, it's neutral to whatever your spiritual tradition is. You can just practice. Like I have friends that are rabbis that practice, it. you know.
0: Oh, really? Mm. Yeah.
2: And even yeah. my uh, my stepdad, he's actually a, a Christian minister. He's a chaplain, the harp Ooh. player guy we were talking yeah. about. And he actually knows astrology really well. So he, really he would consider himself more mystic, but the channels he had available to him, that he knew to go through or happened to be in the language of christianity mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because if i want to reference anything in the bible he knows it but he'll actually sometimes give church services but he likes to work as a chaplain but like he'll he plays mantras all the time like he meditates he would do kundalini like it totally fits it's it's just you know it's not kundalini is a system the way i see it it's a system of magic and so she just dropped it in so many things and also she wanted rama institute like it wasn't just you know she also created a venue Mm -hmm. where a lot of other teachers got to share their wisdom yeah you you guys have done a lot of stuff there and then she just created the center so even like i didn't consider her like my teacher even though i learned from her all the time so she was a teacher so but like we met because of that i remember you guys came to a tarot class that i had Mm -hmm. and then i was like oh who are they and then you guys were the, you took the most notes
3: <laughs> uh, and you
2: guys like posted the most about it. I was like, wait, they are awesome. Yeah. You guys, I, cause you know, when you're teaching, you kind of see everything that's yeah. happening. And I was like, oh my God. And Tara's like, she's writing everything down and, um, and I like taking pictures and I had little things with the Hebrew letters. And I was like, hell yeah. But like, she had created that space for us mm-hmm. to connect. And then my whole extended family, you know, we just did the whole 120th day for the child that we're having. I mean, Gina's having the child, but, you know, part of it.
1: Yeah, Gina's you giving her, it.
2: <laughs> um, exactly. But even when people say like, oh, is there a midwife or doctor delivering? I'm like, no, Gina's delivering the baby. They're there to help it. And the baby's (laughs) on some level delivering himself. But, but like, that community to come together that just, she was like, I'm going to get the space. I'm going to get the institute. And then she opened one in New York and Mallorca. And for me, I could just email any of those places or text or whatever and say, Hey, I'm going to be in power. I'm going to set up shop. They're like, Great, let's do it. I could just email your jugget and say, hey, let's. you want to do a workshop on this, or let's talk about Egypt, and the, but whatever the things. And she always invited that space for me to share the stage with her, which she's kind of my favorite person to teach with because she could just talk about anything. Yeah. And um, I
1: remember your New Year's as well. Like we went to a bunch of the New Year's celebrations um, where you would share the numerology for the year's.
2: Oh, yeah. That's, uh-huh. like, that's like that really helped build everything that I'm doing, too, because you're like it was. Um, yeah, that was New Year's is always my star moment. It's like my busiest time of year. Yeah. It's like <laughs> podcast interviews, numerology reports. Everyone wants to know. It's like I a tax guy, workshops. like
1: in April. You're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: I'm like a gym i like a gym for New Year's <laughs> resolutions, you know? Like, what's my number for the year? I got to get my shit together. Um, And then everyone wants to know. But the numerology, although the four-year and all this stuff that started happening, it was my four-year stuff became bizarrely predictive. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see it quite as in that same way. Like, I didn't see, oh, there's going to be a pandemic. And if any astrologer, by the way, or numerologist but astrologer tells you that they saw it or something they're lying nobody i did not meet one astrologer i'm in this world and i know famous astrologers. nobody saw it everyone said whoa there's some shit happening in 2020 but no one called it specifically yeah i just said it would be a time it's a little bore. energy it's like a little gentler it's resting and for the first time in the world though like everyone was at home i like literally said it's like it's it's great to spend time at home, things like that. I just didn't know we'd be forced to be at home for all the reasons, but um, numerology just shows you like what you can and should do and how to utilize and take advantage of the energy. But yeah, I started doing your podcast and then every year it was Guru Jugga and I, those were like, honestly, my main two, there's a couple of other podcasts but those like, those were sort of my favorite because I could go full deep out there with you guys and with her because we're just part of that world. But I mean, to be able to like, oh, I'm going to go to Spain and then set up and do workshops and I just felt so included and it was just a vehicle. Like my all of my friends basically now are from all my social friends are from all of that from all mm-hmm. over the world, and that's what. I, you know, that I mean, all of those she set that up and she left that. And we got to really come together to make sure it's all supported because you guys really have your stuff that really took off. And then I have my stuff, but I think on some level we can say it's all rooted there.
0: Yeah. I think I remember one of my first classes with Guru Jagat. And I remember walking in to Rama because I knew Rama mostly from Tej because Tej. Um, I think it had only been open for like two years at that point, but I wanted to to see Tej and Britt had told me about Tej and I had just moved from San Francisco, so I came down and I was like, I really like this studio. Like there was nothing like this in San Francisco, and so I started coming back a lot. And on the weekends, you'd go to Gurja Juggit's class and it was just absolutely packed to the gills, like it was crazy. And I'm like, who is this woman, right? And she's up there, just kind of like slaying at life. She just like doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks. And she just is saying stuff that you're just like, yeah, no one but no one's talking about this stuff. And it was really cool. You could just kind of feel the like kind of truth just kind of cutting coming out of her, um, her truth specifically with the truth that she was really delivering through the teachings. And so um I always just thought she was really fascinating for that reason like how does she do all of this and not really care or not let it get in the way you know and that was the biggest thing i watched her do
2: it's a great example to stand your ground Mm -hmm. and stand up for these teachings and for um a lot this is where i'm right now i'm personally feel i don't know if i'm stressed but like with the insanity of the world now, since COVID started, she spoke out and, and hosted people and spoke out against the, the narrative. And as probably as you guys know, and hopefully many of your listeners know, and some may not realize how much information is straight up censored, how many accounts get uh taken out, taken down on social media. Like you can't speak against the narrative. You can't even speak about natural health. And I did a podcast with her within all of that. And I said, mark my word, like you're gonna somebody's gonna teach a set, you know, one of the Kundalini set for, you know, conquering anxiety, and that's gonna get back checked or taken down, or you're gonna have somebody come after you because you're like not a psychologist, not science. And um You know, you can't say you you can help anxiety through this meditation or the set for the adrenals, right? I used to teach in a recovery center where everyone's like 11 days off crystal meth. I often would do the set for, uh, it was like the adrenal fatigue set. And it's like right in the main teacher's training manual. It's like a great set, like regardless of the result, And everyone would start crying and they're like clearing all this energy, you know. But now it's like she just helped me feel more empowered to speak against it. And I was able to speak against what's happening with her. And I felt way more emboldened when you have a confidant and you have an ally. And that's we became very close in the last almost two years, like just texting a lot more. And then we were on a sort of, I joke, like our little secret thread of dark humor memes that we would never (laughs) post publicly. (laughs) But like, we're also just all real down to earth people. But I feel like part of me feels a little alone now. And I'm like, how much do I speak out? What's happening? I definitely noticed my like social media numbers will just sort of dwindle or like the rotation of my stories when I'm, you know, when you just can't even question anything. You can't even have a a public discourse (laughs) dialogue about the insanity of the world and restrictions and lockdowns and the lack of science that people insist in science and nobody knows. Everybody's fucking brainwashed now, in my opinion. And she was bold against that. She would create... The platform to host people that would speak against everything that's happening and it certainly empowered me to be like you know what fuck this i'm a teacher main magical teaching for the new paradigm of humanity now is truth and liberation for all and i can't not share a truth and then it's it's a fine line but she just had the guts to basically be like fuck you yeah yeah. And like even some stuff like so much is orchestrated and controlled and manipulated, and people's I watch their psychologies just implode. And there's things where everyone's like trying to post like certain squares on their Instagram, and I was like, Are you are you gonna do this? Like because it's just gonna be like a virtue signaling, like the black square i'm just gonna say it and i wouldn't do it and i actually gave i i gave a an instagram live talking about the numerology of it all and it's really dark but that was also just meant for like i work in the music industry and then it, it it just the whole thing backfired and like so i'm grateful i wasn't a part of it but i like messaged her i'm like she was just like nah, nah, let's just i it, that's not i'm here to teach mysticism as well so it's just fucking great to have a confidant and an ally that it's a little easier to do it, you know, not yeah. alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: a part of me feels a little more alone.
0: So we are briefly interrupting the show. We have a word from one of our sponsors, Mindful and Modern, that we just absolutely adore. The holidays are right around the corner and we really have the perfect gift for you guys. So Mindful and Modern is our favorite meditation company that has All the things that you need for your kundalini practice. And we love supporting small businesses that are doing good in the world, that are elevating the consciousness of the planet in their own way. And we really, really support Mindful and Modern for having beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous, sustainable products that are so comfortable that are beautiful. They just make the whole like meditation corner in your home so vibey and so luxurious looking. So right now, if you haven't already checked out mindfulandmodern.com, they are offering everyone here at the elevator listening 15% off your entire order. So you can head on over to mindfulandmodern.com forward slash elevate and you can use our code elevate for 15% off your entire order and again it's mindfulandmodern.com forward slash elevate and the code is elevate for 15% off your whole order and you can gift yourself family and friends the gift of meditation so with that you guys we will head right back into the show we hope you're enjoying this beautiful episode with Remington
1: Well, I have so many questions. I guess first, do you see anything with the numerology of when she passed and like why this year and why that day or have you connected in with anything like that?
2: Well, I mean, uh, yeah, there's first of all, we're just having this five year and I've been Mm -hmm. saying five is a number of warfare. If you are listening and if you're not aware that there is a war happening and a spiritual war and a war of consciousness happening, I would kindly suggest you become aware and wake up to that. And five, I even said, is like an alarm clock energy. It's a sword in Kabbalah. It's power. It's Mars. It's activation. It's a disruptor and i feel like she was all of those things and a disruptor and a warrior and on some level it's like holy f like like this is a year of sort of war and all of a sudden she passes you know that and it was hard it, like normally people die and you know, I've been quote super spiritual my whole life. Like I grew up in an ashram. Death is part of your journey. And mm-hmm. you know, it's we're uh, we're taught even as little kids not to fear it and people transition. And yes, we may feel sad and grief and things, but you know, their soul has their journey and it's all sort of part of God's will or the universe. But this time I, I have to say it's been challenging to just say, well, it's just part of it's part of the plan. And you know, there's always a higher plan, and it was God's will. It's hard to accept that, even though for whatever reason it is, but I will say what really helped me is I did the deeper numerology of her time of death which was at nine o seven, and I could just feel I was like there's something there's something in this energy field, the nine o seven, and let me start to to you know sort of dissect it. Which I just removed the zero because the number would be ninety-seven. And ninety-seven is a number that means the grace of God. And it is the Archangel Hanael, who is the Archangel of Netzach, And I'll explain what that means. First of all, the grace of God I thought was pretty cool because so much of her quote branding and what she was doing was the graces, right? So and so much to empower women, but um, you know, men as well. And then um, net sock on the tree of life, which is actually this little area here that means victory and mm. that's the world, but it's also the, the realm of Venus. And so in Kabbalah, the way I teach it and was taught that is the the Venus that switches to archetype feminine is the world of victory. And Victory in Kundalini Yoga is such a teaching. Even the English word "victory" in of itself is a mantra. But it was so much of her language it was it victory, was. was grace, and ninety-seven. She has victory
0: literally over the door in Rama Venice. It's like victory is like a neon sign.
2: I, it's like I know that, and now I'm like getting chills. I'm like, oh yeah, that yeah. is a right on the door. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the archangel of victory. So that time sequence and that time stance was very reassuring. And 97 is also the manifestation of divine grace, which, is, which has prepared us for the good gifts we desire. And I feel like she, part of her mission was we were creating the lives we desire. There's no more of this, that's destiny. We desire destiny and we don't desire, like, oh, well, just I'm a humble little servant of God. I'm a little groveling worm in the dust and whatever I shall have, I shall have. That's fate consciousness. And that's just ripped through the psyche of humanity in the last paradigm, the Piscean Age, or as we call it in magic, the age of Osiris. Osiris was cut up and hacked up into 14 pieces. Like there's a, there was a spiritual formula of sacrifice and surrender. Now it's a spiritual formula of abundance and liberation for everybody. So we're in a different paradigm that I feel she absolutely was bringing in, but this numerology to see all of this essence of, of victory that we are prepared. And I feel like that's what she was trying to do. It's your teachings to help you prepare To create the life that you truly desire desire meaning like real desire if you look at it astrologically is scorpio Mm -hmm. and scorpio is the soul so ultimately real spiritual desire is our soul and magic we have a teaching that says one star in sight that's our soul our destiny like our true will and it's like fuck yeah this is what i want and this is what why we're doing these tools and so much of those numbers are like, oh, this is the work she was doing. And it's also the spiritual experience of netzach, which is the word that means victory, which is the seventh Sephirah on the tree of life, means it's the spiritual experience of the vision of beauty triumphant. And when I sort of went into that, everything landed. So in some way, her death was still a victory. Mm-hmm. And then it made for me personally. I could say, okay, it's somehow part of some higher plan that I logically don't want to. But I did find that a lot more comforting because really it was like, what the, what the fuck? And she messaged me from the hospital mm-hmm. uh, about it was two days before she passed, and I didn't know she was in the hospital. And I had messaged her saying, "It's a boy for the kid." And then I didn't hear back for like a couple of days, which was rare. And I was part of me was like, all right. But I was like, she's traveling. She's busy, you know, and, um, you know, I know logically something like that. I didn't know if she was in the hospital. Then all of a sudden I get a message from her, a little voice memo. And she's like, I like, I can't believe it. A little boy. And then she wanted to play on the 120th day. And that was my last two messages from her. She's in the hospital. I didn't realize she was as bad as it was. I didn't realize it was as bad as it was. And she said, "What are we going to do?" Rama is yours. Let's have like a huge celebration. And I was, and then oh, it's a funny story that ties in. But she she was in the hospital, essentially, literally, we know dying, and she wanted to plan the 120th day. And then she messaged me right after, and said. By the way, I'm in the ICU. I just got out of the ICU. I almost died. And she said, please send me prayers. And when I go back and I save that one, I wish I saved the other voice memo message because you know how you can say keep. But I didn't want, I was like, well, I don't want to seem like a weird stalker. The world's been crazy and everybody's trying to do something against somebody when people, everybody's been turning on us. And like when I hear that in her voice, you can hear it now. Like you can hear, oh, wow, she really was on some level scared. But here she is, two days away from dying, just out of the ICU, and she wanted to plan the 120th day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, well, Gina's fine. The baby's fine. Everything's good. Just rest and we'll figure it out. And then the, my head, in a funny, not a little selfish, but in a in a funny, cute way, because I had had a dream a few weeks ago about the hundred twentieth day, or a few weeks before she died, not even maybe a week and a half, that it was the hundred twentieth day. And those of you listening, hundred twentieth day in our traditions, the big deal when the soul enters the body for a pregnancy my by the time you're listening to this i will be married yeah. so i guess my Yay. fiance but now my wife <laughs> i had a dream and it was the 120th day and in my dream it was grew Tate. i mean sorry grew Jugget and page and i've never yeah. dreamt with them together i've had dreams grew juggett would show up in my dreams a lot and they're like buddies in the dreams then i'll dream about uh tage and i'm like oh this is my teacher coming in tage is always directing and yelling at me and stuff like that and it's my relationship with her but i had a dream that they were together so i was like oh this is great because when i shared about the dream before guru was going to be out of town on the 120th day but she was like maybe i can zoom in so then I was like, oh, well, she'll have to be recovering from all the surgery and stuff. So she's not going to go anywhere. So she'll be there for my 120th day. So my dream is prophetic and it's going to come true. And then she died two days later. And I just couldn't wait for her to meet this little boy. And I felt the connection that they had and the support. She was it, I like, we told you know I told Tej our most inner family and I told her and Grujus and th- that was like when we found out those were all the first people to know and so Grujukit was just texting me all the time about it and was so happy and like so sincerely happy not just trying to be like positive and that it just kind of breaks my heart because she's literally trying to help us in the hospital. Nobody thought she was dying. And then it all, just everything changed. Yeah. But we did have the 120th day at Rama and Tej and Harajima and Guru Jus, Everybody was there. We had to limit the space just because of COVID. And a lot of people tuned in online and it's still up on the community content. So I know Guru Jus, was absolutely there. Mm-hmm. And the day after she died, she made huge contact with me. I was driving. I was like yeah. listening to this hip hop song. It's like all these swears. And I don't even listen to hip hop. Like it really. And it just I have like mixed playlists and it just sort of popped on. And I was like totally jamming out. And I could just feel her, like driving. It wasn't I wasn't in deep mystical meditations doing sodom at 4 a.m. It's just she was just like boom. And she just sort of embraced me and it was real. And she just said, she basically gave me the the pass on to be more emboldened to speak up and speak out, and to she also said go full funny
3: <laughs>
2: and go full media and get the love and mm-hmm. get the love out there and do it the teaching. So I feel like she you know bestowed to me from the other side a greater empowerment, and it's funny because a lot started happening. i had like right afterwards i was i was already doing a workshop it was like the busiest like my most successful workshop i ever had so i feel like she really was wanted to be a vehicle for tremendous success for everybody and she's still doing it from the other side would i like to have been with her now and the 120th day And, and i'm grateful that but, but we had the 120th day at Rama that she created with the whole mm. community that yeah. she held space for and people that are like well is my teacher well she holds the space for everybody's teachers to have a space yeah and um, I, it, I'm like I'm grateful but I'm a little I gotta say the human emotional part of me is still a little heartbroken with all of that and to hear that this message it's just I will cry every time And I didn't think I'd be so, I didn't realize how much a part of my life and on some level you just take for granted when you know somebody and there's people that were daily contacted way closer, but we had a, we texted a lot and we messaged and we, you know, we started becoming phone conversation friends and like, what the fuck, just the insanity of the world right now. I just felt more empowered. I felt stronger and it felt easier. And, and having a confidant at that level and someone who has that much sort of ability and worldly power just is, is, was a great ease in life. And I could confide anything to her, anything that I was struggling with. And she and Gina started taking the graces, my, at the time of recording this, now wife. I'm still used, not used to saying that. But
3: <laughs> for the time
2: of this airing and you know i can overhear some of these calls and how much attention she gave to everybody and how much support she gave to gina and it was amazing and i want to say something kind of funny though and i feel like she's laughing because i always like hear her laugh she'd laugh at her own jokes and just <laughs> those things but Like she was giving little exercises and just sort of intuitive things. And she told Gina, everyone's getting like, you should do this meditation, do this, do that. And she was like, Gina, you should try to have an orgasm every day for 40 days. (laughs) And um, Gina's probably killing me because I've talked about it now. But we even (laughs) talked about it on our podcast. And now Gina's, she's pregnant. So I feel like, um, you know, and then my joke too, I was like, Gina, maybe, maybe you can your spiritual teacher. <laughs> you know, we do a lot of work with Tej. We're also live close to and We, we spend a lot of time at Tage and like dinners and things, but I thought it was funny. And now I'm like, oh, on some levels, I feel like she set this up. And like the orgasms too was like, Different experience. It wasn't just a sexual thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just like imbibing in life with that passion, which is that numerology, the desire, the gifts you desire. Mm-hmm. But now we're having kids. So part <laughs> of me, I felt like she tuned in to be like, ha, this is a hilarious <laughs> little prank. And I'm going to help Gina get pregnant. (laughs) And I was blaming the mantra onto missivity, which speeds up the timeline. Gina and I just wanted to find a house and a little quiet place to live. All of a sudden it's like pregnant, like everything changed, <laughs> you know. So I some level I blame Gerd, I blame Gerd in a friendly <laughs> way. And I blame Guru Joss for the onto the Syphony mantra that we keep listening to <laughs> in the bedroom 24 seconds. So it activated the change, but you know, I just it's there was a friendship too. But it also made me more like I'm more grateful for you guys and I feel closer to you guys. And, you know, we're always, you know, the three of us are always in touch some level. And we know that we're here, but this is where I think we all need to be closer and come together because there was a lot of things I still wanted to do with Guru Jugget. I just assumed, oh, we'll be just rolling into this in our 90s, probably 100. You know, I was like, there's plenty of workshops we can teach together. We'll probably even, we could write, co-write a book or something. Mm -hmm. And I started my, our podcast, it's just me and Gina. I haven't even had a guest on because I was been sort of lazy, but also like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, like, I know, you know, Gurjugit, I'll hop on, I'll just reach out. And you know, you kind of take it for granted because you're like, well, they're alive and well,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, we're 41, like this isn't going to happen.
0: No, no, you don't think that at all, yeah, I know i I think that when she when she passed that 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 morning, we talked about this on another podcast, but you know, I could feel I could feel and I heard it's gonna come down to that night and she's either gonna like like will and choose to stay or she's gonna transition, and of course, you know, that's like really the only options. And when I woke up and she transitioned, it was like the same kind of situation that you had with the full force of her energy just like hit me. And I just got all these messages as well. And it was um, very similar, like move, like, like go, go for it, like go for it. Like this sense of you, you know, caring what other people think, like you, their time is limited here, like go for it now. And it was literally like, I had to resist the urge to literally pack up all my stuff and book a flight home because I was in Mexico. And I was like, I need to go home. and I need to get Rex, and I need to go to this other destination that I'm going to now in October. Because it was just, she was just like, go now, do it now no more waiting and so i feel like she's kind of she almost like seeded these things and a lot of people and then her death almost if it, it's like almost like if you didn't get it yet it like kind of pushed it she pushed it into you when she left it's what it felt like like a rubber band effect like the kind of yeah it was like
2: a definite push like she's a like push. a slingshot almost like she's,
0: yeah a slingshot yeah
2: she definitely yeah. slingshotted me and just You know now, like I do, feel more emboldened.
0: Yeah, you. Well, you. I feel that way about just talking to you. You know, we were on talking for half hour before we scheduled this podcast a couple days ago, and we couldn't do it. And then you and I talked for an hour, and it just. I feel like you're so much more comfortable than ever before. Just really like it's like this. There's like the strength of like the you know almost like you have two rods next to you, just like. This is, you know, what I stand for. And it's like fully in the ground, fully grounded in. And, um, you know, I think that's what she was. Somebody that was able to teach that.
2: Yeah, I think she was a total badass. And badass. She was. Yeah. Because, well, but remember even the three of us, this was last year going into the five year. And we were talking about it, like yeah like i didn't even want i was like you know i've done the numerology and like joe biden and it's straight up diabolical and but i was like oh, i don't want to i'm not going to reveal anything and finally i just revealed it on the last episode of my podcast i was just like you know what fuck this like yeah we, i can't live these lies anymore like i'm not living the lie but you know it's like hiding I can't it yeah hiding. exactly yeah. Um, I'm not in denial about the insanity that's happening in the world, but fucking most of the planet is. And your Juggett knew that, and she went against it and the mm-hmm. narrative and held space. But ultimately, I feel like at the end of the day, we're here to give teachings that help people create more prosperous lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's not a, like, am I going to dedicate my life to always speaking against something on some level? yes and then but really it's like here are tools and useful tools and here's the deep I'm not running for office you know yeah right cut to me running for
1: office (laughs) 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 there's been a theme that keeps coming up that if you say you're not going to do something or you're never going to do something then maybe you are well (laughs)
2: too much in my life years ago I was like los angeles i was like i would never move to los angeles the hell whole city and then cut to years later i have a television show in the works and i was on the plane landing i didn't even touch the ground in la i felt this energy and this destiny overcome me and i was like oh i have to spend the rest of my life here and then i literally said because my mom's lived in vermont for years so i've i've been visiting for You know, over the years, I was like, God damn, I could never live in Vermont. It's like so (laughs) boring. I don't know what you do other than have a wood stove and like (laughs) maybe harvest maple syrup. Now I'm moving (laughs) to Vermont. Um, But LA, I had a huge destiny. My Pluto line is here, and Pluto Mm. is like, you will lose everything. And I did, you know, that's, and then I found everything else and I re, I became, I, I just never thought I could do this stuff for a living. It was just my personal life that i kept secret and guru Jugget helped me forget about the great insanity of the world right now and the lies but before all of that she just helped me kind of come out of the closet as a mystic and to do it professionally i once i saw her stuff blow up because when rama first mm-hmm. opened She still wasn't like the main teacher or anything. She just created a space for these other teachers and she taught her class very consistently. But I do remember all the book launch and the book coming out and it was a 10 year. And 10 is about stardom. And then I did the podcast and we talked about the 10 year and stardom. And I was like, okay, that's when everything changed for me. But I saw her stuff really blow up. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just kind of, uh, I was like, it made it easy because I was like, well, I'll let her lead the way and I'll kind of like hang on to her coattails or whatever the saying is. But, and you know, because I was like, she'll go forward. Like, I could sort of use her as a gauge. And now it's up to all of us. Now we got to really lead the way.
1: Yeah. yeah. I love it. And I'll that.
2: reveal to Joe Biden's diabolical, <laughs> evil numerology. Oh,
1: God.
2: <laughs> His numerology literally means that, uh, a fallen angel, literally, these are from old Kabbalistic texts. I'm not making this up. A great president and the Duke of Hell.
3: Oh, God. Like yeah.
2: literally means the Duke of Hell. And then it's like, it's very violent. So I'm just like, oh, God. And I'm like sitting on this a couple of years, you know, a while ago. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to ever mention this. And I'm blowing your podcast up because there it is. <laughs> Blow <laughs> it up. Dark. It's fucking yeah. hard.
1: um just, I want to ask
2: too attached.
1: Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you because one of the messages that I have to read it because I wrote down so many things that Guru Jagat shared with me um, really like the two days after. Like, um, but one of the things she said was, My plans haven't changed. And then another thing she said is, I'm not gone. I'm right here. The guru is within you. Your job is to access it. Show up, don't give up, and put your passion into action. So just curious, like if you feel that too from her.
2: Pretty much. I feel like too though, it was like she just she just wanted me to go full force with everything that I'm doing. Mm
3: Yeah.
2: And I had just started the podcast. I'm in a I have more books to write. And so it was like the emboldened, but yeah, same message. Just sometimes, too, when you have contact, everyone has their way that they experience those things or like how their psychic experience is. Some people are more words. Mine is like in an understanding that I know, but it it's exactly those same words, too. Mm-hmm. And she is still, absolutely, she's here. And I know she's at the 120th day. And the amount of messages I get of people that are having contact. So I honestly think she's probably way more empowered. Yeah. Remember in the in Star Wars, like the the <laughs> first one that came out in the 70s and Obi-Wan Kenobi like surrendered mm-hmm. his life to Darth Vader because in the subtle realm and the subtle body, it's way more powerful. Yeah. And I think we need to remember that, but there are plenty of things that are coming up or a funny meme that I'm like, I really want to text this to you. Oh mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, it's um really hard. you know, and my last message from her is you can hear it in her voice and you're like, oh, she's getting ready. She knew on some level, of course, but I'm just glad that so many people are reaching out with like messages and it's very similar to what you're saying, Britt, like, but she is here and, and that's always a good reminder. The Guru's in us. I think it's a new paradigm in the Aquarian age. And finally, people are starting to realize, oh, I don't have to go to this outside thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And a real teacher is going to give you the tools to have those true spiritual experiences within yourself.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And she was just a badass with that.
0: I know she, we've definitely lost somebody very influential to this whole community. But, you know, I also feel like she's definitely given a lot of structure and a lot of instruction about how to move forward next. And, you know, I can feel her even literally, like I can feel souls and like, I can feel her younger version of herself. There's something kind of like right next to me on my right side, kind of watching over us. I can, I can see her. I think she it's almost like her like 30 year old self is like right next to me right now.
2: I think she's very accessible. Yeah. I think anyone who felt connected I think if you tune in, close your eyes, still your mind a little bit, she's definitely there. Yeah. She had an effect on way more people than I think we even realized. Because, first of all, I'd see like the celebrity posts and stuff that, you know, even Courtney Love is like, you know, fuck you. She's yeah. a punk rock. But I have friends, even like kind of famous friends of mine that they know about Kundalini, that have done it. Like, even like showed up to some of my workshops, weren't particularly. Close to her and calling me up profoundly upset, profoundly Mm. mad. And like how like they were like, you know, I didn't really know her. And it's affected so many people.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. You should definitely, I think that's what like living in your legacy or leaving a legacy actually does. And living in your dharma and acting out of your dharma, it's like it affects so many more people than you ever could imagine and i think we saw that firsthand when she passed so
2: and i think all of us and everyone listening should be inspired what are we creating mm-hmm. right what are we creating that's uh, that's true to us and that might be helping somebody else and, and and it doesn't have to be so literal where people are like well i'm creating you know an organic you know Uh, environmental friendly toothbrush line or something like that could be it. and Great. But just even if you're an artist, it's like create that's like, even she tried to, well, she did kind of coin like creation culture, but I feel like even that 907 numerology Venus is about art and creation and beauty. And what are we doing to make the world more beautiful and, and like have the ambition and have Mm. this, and strive for doing these things it's like we need to we need to share our talents and our gifts with the world and um we all should be reminded like it's just time and like then the time is limited yeah now i definitely am like oh fuck okay i'm gonna do all these things i'm gonna finish i have four other books in me floating around one i've already started knocking out but like. I have to make it happen. I got to procure the book deals and I'm full steam ahead, you
0: know? Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on Remington. I feel like this was so rich, this conversation. And we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your relationship with Guru Juggett. And you have a book coming out soon. When is your book coming out? Eleven. which is
2: awesome because it's numerology book but it's more awesome that wasn't me or my strategy and my publisher is not like a new age publisher (laughs) it just was the way the timing quote worked out although there are distribution issues because of covid so Mm. they said there could be some delays but officially it will be out so if you order it and it doesn't show up just be patient because because covid insanity
1: oh my yeah. gosh yeah it's uh, but i
2: love you guys so much and please maybe i could send you guys the dark human beings yes
1: really oh my gosh post. anytime oh my gosh!
2: because i know all of us are on the same page yes Yeah. i just want to be closer to you guys especially now and we really need to make sure we keep our allies we like you know yeah. we're here we're in this this fucking shit is going on and there is a consciousness. It's a consciousness war because there's an evolution of consciousness.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, there's all these like fluff people that are like, we're ascending and uh, it's true. But also that means there's an old consciousness trying to hold everybody back. Yeah, yeah. And we're seeing the switch and I've never seen so many people in my life turn on their spirituality. I've never seen a planet where your spiritual evolution is trying to be thwarted. You can't even talk about natural supplements now without being like banned, shadow banned. So. Shit is dark and then shit is simultaneously so light and bright. And excuse me, we gotta just kick ass in this, you know.
0: Yeah, and you know, we're
2: doing it. So we're doing it. We are together. Agreed. And you too, I love you so much.
0: I love you, here.
3: Remington.
2: Yes. I can't wait for the next you. time. So we yeah. will we're in touch.
1: Yes. That sounds good. Well, we're so excited. All right, big hug. Yes. yes. And love you. Uh, Remington is going to be having retreats in Vermont and so much more to come. And stay tuned for the next episode all about 2022. We can't wait to hear. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again for coming on. We love you.
2: Love you guys.
1: Sat now. <laughs> All right, so that about wraps it up. It does wrap it up. We hope that that inspired you, give you insight. Like we mentioned in the beginning, we will be having Remington back on the episode to do our annual 2022 numerology reading. And we are also going to be doing a Lobby top episode, which is a new thing that we're doing. We are doing the next week episode as a Lobby Talk. So tune in on Tuesday next week to hear more about our thoughts from this episode. And... We're just so happy that we could have this really honest, open, vulnerable conversation. Yeah, we always value
0: Remington's time and his mind and his energy. So he is one of our very beloved guests by many of you. So I hope this let you into his own personal world a bit more. And of course, he is a returning guest over and over now these years. So again, like Britt said, we'll have him on very shortly. And yeah, he's coming out with a beautiful book and so many things to come. So um, we love you, Remington. We know you're listening back and congratulations on your marriage and um, moving across the country. And we hope you guys are gonna tune in again next week and
1: we will be chatting like Britt said. So with that... Yes. And make sure to check out our free webinar that is coming up on November 4th. And if you have not heard, we are also opening up our Elevated Mastermind Collective for one last time for this year. And we are so excited to welcome new members into our collective. This is our business coaching program. It's the only place that you can coached by Tara and myself. And there is so much more included in becoming a member and being a part of this collective. In addition to getting our 528 Abundance Academy soon to be in tune, included with your membership. So this is an upgraded, intimate business and purpose Mastermind Collective. So we're very excited to welcome more of you soon. Stay tuned for details coming up as far as how to apply and join us. And we'll be sharing more about what's going on with Elevate the Globe, but that's what we're most excited about right now. So thank you again for listening. We will see you next week. And with that, may the pure light within you guide your way on. Bat-name.